This episode is brought to you in part by the Geek Therapy merch store on TeePublic. Our store features exclusive designs, podcast merch, and some of our favorite designs from around TeePublic. Check it out by visiting geektherapy.com slash store. Welcome to GT Radio on the Geek Therapy Network. My name is Josue Cardona, and I am joined by Laura Taylor. Hey! And Lauren Keller. What, what? Ali is off this week. And this week, we are going to talk about the crimes of... Grindelwald, but that is going to be a spoiler-filled conversation. So before that, we're gonna we're gonna do all the other segments. We've never done this before, so we'll do like geek therapy and everything before. Oh, you're changing things up. Could yeah, be a disaster. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't I don't want people to like leave right now. You know, leave, <laughs> leave like in 20 minutes if you if you don't you don't want to hear about the movie or if you haven't seen it yet. Pause and then come back. Yes, but pause later. Don't pause yet. Yeah. Stay with us. We'll tell you. We'll tell you when. We'll give a spoiler warning. All right. So let's start with community catch up. The biggest news this week is that we have a new patron. Woo woo! Welcome, Oliver. Thank you so 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 much. Um, in an update to patrons very soon, I'm going to be talking about the the new website that I'm building for the GT Network. And honestly, if it weren't for the the patrons, I wouldn't be able to do stuff like that, or I wouldn't do stuff like that. Let's put it that way. Like <laughs> 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 the 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 patrons, like it really really does help, and it means a lot. And you know that's. A lot of stuff wouldn't happen without them. So so thank you again, Oliver. Welcome aboard. And uh, on the podcast front, uh, Rolling for Change has a an episode on Hanabi. Have you guys ever played Hanabi, the card game? Nope. I've seen awesome. it a lot of times, and I have almost played it a few times. It won Game of the Year a few years ago. It's it's really, really good. And uh, Goblin Lore has their second, uh, the second part of their interview with Titus Lunter. Superhero Therapy has an episode called Wrestling Our Demons, and I believe she's interviewing a wrestler on that. So see, see what she did there with the title. <laughs> and and Jedi Council uh, has has been away for a couple of weeks, but they've got a new episode on addiction, personality, and religion. So that's that's heavy stuff right there. That's heavy stuff. I know. I know. Like we we talked about morality and good and evil, and they 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 were like, well, no, we're going to talk about addiction, personality, and religion in one episode. <laughs> All right, Jedi Council. All right, so I figured I figured we're gonna spend a lot of time talking about uh, Grindelwald later. So so let's do our geek therapy segment right now. Yeah. Sure. So geek therapy is the segment where we talk about what in the last week was therapeutic in the most general sense. It either felt really good or it helped us get through something that was kind of hard. So Lara, what was your geek therapy last week? My geek therapy this past week. I was out of town and I was kind of bummed because all the Black Friday sales were going on. Or starting the pre-Black Friday sales, but I was able to get PSVR. Ooh. I'm so happy. Woo-hoo. I'm so happy. So I've been hyped all week, and I just got it today. We're recording on Black Friday, and I just got it today, and I've been playing, and I can't wait to play some Star Trek Bridge Crew with Josue. <laughs> yes, yes, oh, finally. It's, it's been so, it's been so awesome. Just, just the excitement. <laughs> it's good Ali's not here to hear us talk about that because uh, he and I played about a year ago before the game even came out at, at a Star Trek convention. And it was a great time. And I bring up the game to him all the time. And I'm mad he hasn't invested in PSVR. I don't care that he got a kid now and in, in between <laughs> then and now. Oh, I'm so happy you got it. <laughs> I'm I'm excited that they have the next generation like expansion thing. Yes, and that's we can new. Do next generation because that's yes. like one of my favorites. Yep, I haven't tried it yet. There's Borg missions now because of TNG. Got to do it. We got plans this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, actually, my my geek therapy is also uh, PSVR related because there's there's a game that I've been waiting to play for for for, for months now, and it's called Beat Saber. It's and, so awesome. Ah, uh, if you haven't heard of Beat Saber, it's imagine uh, like Guitar Hero or Rock Band that type of game where there are notes coming down at you. But this is in VR, and then the way you hit the notes is not with a mu- musical instrument. It is with two lightsabers. Okay, you have a red one and a blue one, and then the blocks are either red or blue, and they tell you how to slice them. And then there's walls you have to dodge, and like it is, it is so cool. And the music is is just, oh, it, and then it, it it works so well. I love it. I love it so much. I was so excited about this game coming out that the uh, I would watch videos of it. And then as I was watching it on YouTube, I would like practice like with my hands. I was like, okay, okay. Like, blah, blah, blah. So, so I was, I was almost ready for when uh, the game uh, arrived. And the moment I played, it's so cool because even if you put the two lightsabers together, they clash and uh, both controllers vibrate because you use the, the move controllers. Mm-hmm. Like they vibrate and they go, you know, like in the movies. Oh man, it is, it is so cool. It is so much fun. And uh, before we were talking about how like in VR, I think it's just normal. You cannot play for as long as you as you can, you know, on a TV. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's 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 just it's just more exhausting. But it's so funny because like there were parts where I, I just I wanted to keep playing and I was flailing my arms and I was just missing <laughs> the notes and like hitting the wrong colors. I was like, I, I, I got to stop. I don't want to, but I got to stop. Whew, so good. So good. Laura, what was your geek therapy this week? My geek therapy this week was I finished watching She-Ra and it was so good. <laughs> I love it. It's wonderful. And there's like, I don't know, eight characters that I'm like, I'm in love with you. Um, and then also I've been <laughs> I've been watching some great British Bake Off. They put up a, a couple of new seasons on Netflix. So I've been watching some of those. And it's just really wholesome and, and beautiful and cool cakes and pastries and buns and stuff it's artistic uh my my favorite thing about great british bake-off is how frequently um (laughs) i get to see men cry (laughs) (laughs) i just i just really like that that uh sensitivity being shown it's it's beautiful at least there's that and you're you're excited about the sensitivity rather than poor tortured men that are crying it's it's more that it's it's just really nice to see men be so emotionally invested in what they're the, the thing that they're creating that it moves them to tears, whether that's like elation tears I've won or like, oh God, my souffle melted or whatever. <laughs> and and now I'm really upset about it. Like it's just really nice to see that vulnerability, um, particularly from I mean, I like seeing the women cry too, but it's yeah. more exciting when it's the men. <laughs> yeah. Because you ne- you never see that. Well, I don't, I don't now get to see, you it see it more, but yeah, yeah, certainly British Bake Off is is doing its work to make that tier representation more equal across <laughs> gender lines. <laughs> Hashtag tier representation. Yeah, <laughs> more tiers. Do some research on tier representation. Yeah. Sounds like an episode of GT Radio. <laughs> yeah, I hear nothing but good things about GBBO. I see, I see online all the time. I gotta watch it. Give me like the best episodes. Tell me, tell me, give me a couple to watch. Um, I mean, make I a can, list. <laughs> I, I can do that. There's definitely. I mean, it's like a you know, it's like reality TV competition. So there's like, oh, you're getting ranked, and somebody goes home, and somebody gets the star baker brownie points each week and everything. But they're not competing for money. So it just it's 
they're like everybody's For way glory. nicer. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's just you know instead of seeing people like trying to sabotage each other, it's like literally like oh here let me help you by holding this piece while you try and assemble the the top piece or glue together your shattering <laughs> chocolate pieces or whatever. It's it's really cool. I li- I like it a lot. I I will find you some particularly exciting episodes. It also has like some of the coolest sound design I've ever seen on a, on a cooking show. It gets you so <laughs> pumped sometimes. It's wild. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. You get your heart racing. Oh, yeah. I'm just sitting there like, I'm hungry and I'm watching this. <laughs> that was my first mistake. <laughs> <laughs> Let me eat everything in sight. Uh, seriously. Oh, man. Okay. So now I'm going to introduce a new segment. And I don't have a name for it, so I need your help. And Ali's not here to make a jingle for He's it. He's not here to make a jingle for it. So it's okay because it doesn't have a name. So so we need a name before we, we, we get a jingle. That's what I always say. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so I've talked about wanting to embrace the geek out do good uh, mantra. And so since we're going to be talking about uh, a Harry Potter related uh, story later on, uh, I wanted to point out the Harry Potter Alliance. And if you haven't heard of it, uh, the description on their website is the Harry Potter Alliance turns fans into heroes. We're changing the world by making activism accessible through the power of story. Since 2005, we've engaged millions of fans through our work for equality, human rights, and literacy. And I've heard of them a lot over the years, and they take on a particular cause, and then they rally Harry Potter fans to to do good things in the world. And I've always thought that that was so cool. I've always thought that that was uh, such a such a good idea and very much in line with with kind of the whole reason why geek therapy started. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And so I want to point out things like that. Like there's a whole list of all the different activities and different things that they've done over the years and how you can join. And so definitely check out the Harry Potter Alliance online and I don't know, like what what do you think would be a good name for for a segment where we we bring up other organizations or groups or people who are really combining their their geeky interest with doing some good in the world. What do you think? Hmm. Naming stuff is hard. You know I'm horrible at <laughs> naming things is hard. That's why I never finish making D&D characters or anything. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have to find a, a podcast segment name generator online. That probably mm-hmm. exists. I'm sure it exists. <laughs> <laughs> If not, maybe we can make one. Well, think about it. Let it simmer for a bit. Uh, see what comes up. And I'm going to try to pull this kind of thing um, closely related to to the topics that we have. And then we'll more f- we'll do something more formal uh, next year, which is which is not that far away. No, don't say that. Oh, man. <laughs> Only a couple more weeks. No. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, there's a actually like these these next couple of weeks like they're packed with really good movies like the, uh, right. the holiday movie season mm-hmm. is uh, is upon us and I guess well the first one was uh, Fantastic Beast the Crimes of Grindelwald so now we're we're gonna go uh, full spoilers into that but first we'll take a break and then and then we'll discuss the movie. 
We've partnered with TeePublic to sell Geek Therapy merch. On our store, you'll find t-shirts, stickers, mugs, tote bags, cell phone cases, and a lot more. With exclusives like our Comic-Con is My Therapy and Media Matters designs. You'll also find merch for all of our podcasts, but some of our favorite designs from other designers on TeePublic. Visit geektherapy.com slash store to see everything we're offering. Designs will come and go, so let us know if there's anything you want that isn't there now. Suggestions and fan art are always welcome. Again, visit geektherapy.com slash store to get some GT merch. And we're back. Remember, we're in full spoilers. Pause it or go away if you don't want to hear about the movie or if you haven't seen it yet. What'd you think of the movie, Lara? Did you like it? I I liked it a lot. It blew my mind. I texted like, because for the first time, I watched a movie on the East Coast. So I got to see it at five o'clock on on opening day, on the Thursday. So all Mm. my friends and coworkers back home, it was only two in the afternoon. (laughs) (laughs) So as soon as I got out of the movie... I started texting everybody with the mind blown emoji. So good. <laughs> it made me want the new- next movie like now, like right now, like immediately. That was one of my biggest feelings. I'm like, man, there's three more movies left. That's mm-hmm. six more years I have to wait to finish to finish the story. Mm-hmm. Ay, that's why I like TV better. Just, <laughs> just give me my full season Netflix style. I want yeah. all the back lore and everything. Oh. I want all my, co- I don't have my Star Wars, like, with Harry Potter, you don't have, and with the Wizarding World, there's no like Star Wars comic books and and gra- and books and all those other things to like grab the little pieces from, because J.K. Rowling writes everything. Well, yeah, there was there was uh, after the movie, there was something that I wasn't, I was a little confused about, and my girlfriend said, "Well, you know, it sounds like you're gonna have to read the novel." I was like, "There isn't one. This isn't like the the previous <laughs> no, movies. There's no, no novel. <laughs> no, all you have is her Pottermore references." Yeah. And the Harry Potter books. That's it. And then I was talking to my mom yesterday, trying to explain. It's like, no, it's seven books, but they made eight movies. But now there's five more movies, but they take place before. And then there's this this <laughs> play, but it's two parts. But it's it's after the movies. It's a little confusing. Mm-hmm. Uh, not as confusing as Star Wars. No. Try to explain that. Oh man, that's always the original. <laughs> the, the, you're watching when you, someone says they're watching the first movie. Are they watching A New Hope or are they watching Phantom Menace? It's, it's always entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, uh, Lauren, did you watch the movie? Did you watch? I it? Yeah. did watch the movie. So, what were what were your general thoughts? It was a movie. All right. So my thoughts on the movie, I liked it a lot. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Perfectly done. I watched the first one last night uh, for a refresher. I did not remember very much about that movie. I thought I remembered more than I did. And then they had it on the flight going out to the East Coast. So good luck. That was good luck right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was so so much that I didn't remember. And, And this one... This one's like you can't go into this one without having seen the first one because mm-hmm. characters just show up, yep. assuming that like you you know you knew their relationship that just ended, and like most movies in the middle of a series, ah, uh, sort of, kind of. Harry Potter, kind of, you had to watch the first one to get some of the rest of them. Yeah, 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 but yeah. But I, I, I feel the same as you. Like I just, oh, I want, I want the next ones. Mm-hmm. Now I want to know all the things. I want to know why that person is that, and why this person has that thing, and like it's all the little details. I want it all. I want it. <laughs> so, so when we talked about the first one, we did we did a full episode on the mm-hmm. first one, and I think there were 
There were so many things about that movie. So uh, that was when we were doing season two of GT Radio. And that's when we were doing library stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So we, we were picking apart different parts of the movie that we felt were really representative of different types of emotions or mental health topics and things like that. And I, I, rewatching the first one, there was a lot of that. There's so re- much of and that. And I remember that that movie was particularly important for the, one of my clients that I work with that was in a group home, hmm. too. Very, yeah. very important to him. Yeah, the character of Credence, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, the the abuse, the the obscurium and what that represents, like oh, like that so much, so much there. I don't I don't think there was there was much of that in the second movie. Mm. Do you to is is there anything in this one that you feel is very relevant? I mean, there's still Credence's search for his his biological family mm-hmm. um and the feelings around that. There's Definitely a lot of issues with, and we see that in other kinds of movies with the um, with Queenie and her um, legitimacy and being able to hear everyone's thoughts and the toll it takes on her, especially in a relationship, which is actually something I haven't seen in other like superheroes on genres or whatever with um, mind reading necessarily. That whole um, beginning was kind of that was kind of messed up. Mm-hmm. She basically enchanted him to like, what was it that he said? I was like, when were you going to wake me up when we had five kids? You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, yeah like, that was man. not kind of, that's fucked up. Mm-hmm. Like that's oh, yeah. not ambiguous. That's messed up. You can't force people into marriage. That's not cool. Yeah. And yeah. I've seen, I've seen um, people criticize Newt's commander for not being on Queenie's side, but I feel like he was in the right for questioning what she was doing since she was forcing someone into marriage and kidnapped him and took him out of the country. <laughs> yeah. If you want to get technical, right? So throughout that whole thing, it would have been uh, non-consensual sex. It would have been, yeah, like kidnapping. It would have been a whole bunch of stuff because like he was not, he had no control over what was happening. Right. Even though he did want to be in a relationship with her. So yeah, that brings yeah. in a whole, which is something people don't talk about a lot, uh, yeah. cons- consent within a, a a preformed relationship. Yeah. I mean, it's something, I mean, it's something that is talked about a lot, but not in this type of movie, yeah. right? Like not yeah. in, which is something that I kept thinking about. Like, I love, like while I'm watching the Fantastic Beast movies, I love how it's the wizarding world for adults, mm-hmm. you know? Like it really, it really is like, okay, like we're, we're, we're grown ass people now. Give us that version of the world. It's not some teenagers. And yeah, some like there's some dark and twisted stuff in the in the seven movies, and like they get darker uh, as they go along. But there's like this feels adult, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like the, the the drama. Like again, yeah, like the Queenie stuff is fucked up. That was, mm-hmm. ooh, yeah. There was no like it wasn't it wasn't funny. It was like uncomfortable to see that. Mm-hmm. And I mean, and even later, like when he he tells her like you're crazy, and like her feelings are really hurt. But, like, what were you thinking, you know? Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Whew, that was, like, five minutes into the movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, no, like, 15. I guess there's a whole uh, prison escape <laughs> stuff at the beginning. Yeah. Whew, okay. Yeah, that's one. That's definitely. Yeah, Queenie's character, even at the end, man, mm-hmm. when she, like, when she goes. First of all, like, how do you, how'd you feel about that? I saw it coming. But it, I, I didn't like it, obviously, because I want, I want good people, quote, unquote, to stay good. But I, I mean, they have their faults and I, I definitely understood that her thought, like she felt 
like he was going to give her like Grindelwald was going to give her what she wanted. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I really like that because I, I feel like even with all the manipulation and all the, the the things that were happening throughout the movie, like that one, that was that her Queenie's thing is the thing that made the most sense to me. Mm-hmm. I was like, OK, no, I get it. I get it. Yeah, she should definitely go. And she's always been kind of out there. Yeah. Ooh, Queenie. But then like, is she is she bad now? Like, is she just a right. follower? Like, like a lot of people at the end of that movie were, I don't I don't know if I, like converted, you know? To, to his cause. So, like, what, what are they going to do? We don't know. We have to wait till the next movie. Okay, other stuff. So, one of the most powerful moments, or one of the most powerful statements, and it got me thinking about something else I read that I'll talk about in a second, but when Lita Lestrange says, uh, Newt, there was never a monster you couldn't love. Mm, yeah, um, yeah. And it to me... It was a comparison. I saw someone talk about uh, Hagrid and how he loved all these beasts and monsters because of him feeling like they're the only ones that would accept him and, and love him. And he understood them because no one understood him in when he was uh, kicked out of Hogwarts. And I think with Newt, there's this connection I don't know all of the history of him and his brother, but it's like it seems like his brother thesis is the golden child and that Newt, even though he seems to be a good person and do things to help others and inform people and he's got a moral code, he's looked down on by like everybody except Dumbledore. (laughs) So, um, and Hagrid, it was the same thing. Dumbledore appreciated him and and took care of him and kind of saw the worth in him. So I thought that was an interesting little thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, that's a good point. Just the way that like, I, I, I love Newt's character. I love, mm-hmm. I love uh, the portrayal. Huffle, Hufflepuffs forever. <laughs> and there was, there was this line in the first movie actually, where he, where he's talking like chicken, people like you, right? Like when you go into a room, people, people like you, they want to talk to you. They don't, they don't like me. They don't, they don't like to talk to me. And, and I think that that's like, we get to see the polar opposite in his brother in this movie. Right. And like mm-hmm. how that played out throughout his entire life. And I don't know. I was also thinking about how Newt reminded me of um, Lauren, the bard in the, <laughs> in the game, right. Yeah. Where he's like, he's, he's like so good to all the creatures. And, and he even says like, he doesn't for, for the large part of the movie. Right. And even at the beginning, he's like, yeah, I really, I really want to travel, but uh, but like, I'm not going to choose a side. I don't want to mm-hmm. choose sides here. I don't want to get in in this conflict. I don't know. I thought I thought it was kind of powerful at the end. You know, when he's like, yeah, like like, like everybody's, all these people are being pushed off into different, um, like into different sides. They they, they definitely are. And it's, he chooses a side. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. When he's like, I've chosen a side. It was. I don't know. I think that was like a big moment for him because mm-hmm. it was so weird to like. So in the first movie, he's just like, you know documenting for his book and at the beginning of this movie there's like no 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 we want you to basically join the ministry would be like joining what like joining the army or joining the cops no join joining the fbi right it's something like that right it's like yeah we want you to be a special agent and we want you to take out credence and and grindelwald and it's like "Mm, i just want to travel and write my book why do i have to do that and i thought i thought that that was I i felt that that was really strange i felt like it came out of nowhere I know that he had that huge adventure in the first one, but it's like, well, 
you're not going to make him a, a like a superhero now. Like he was a reluctant <laughs> hero in the first one, right? And now you yeah. want him to be so secret if you agent know, man. If you know anything about Newt, he is not he is not a good assassin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he would just yeah. His baby nifflers would uh, give him away. But then Absolutely. you find out the whole time that he has been like a secret agent yes, working for has. Dumbledore. I know. I know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> huh. But working for Dumbledore in a way that works for him, where he's just working with his animals and writing his book and gathering information, uh, yeah. rather than trying to take out the most dangerous wizard. Yeah, better spy than assassin. Yeah. 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 But also, like, I'm doing my favorite teacher a favor. Yeah. Not... The guy that like, gave me a chance. Yeah. The yeah, guy like, that I look up to the most. Yeah. Yeah. One of the only adults who was nice to me. <laughs> the perfect, perfect sidebar here. Hey, I totally loved Hot Dumbledore. <laughs> he wasn't Dumbledore enough for me, though. I don't get why they just like Jude Law pulls off that that gray suit, like right. hella fine. But why? I don't. He needs think, some robes, I feel like Dumbledore. Right? Well, maybe even it doesn't have to go full robes. But maybe I feel some like hat? Dumbledore would be wearing some purple. There'd be some flash panache to him. He's a he's a kind of a flamboyant guy. I mean, yeah. remember his his glorious robes and hats from the the Harry Potter years? Like that doesn't come out of nowhere, right? Ha- have you seen the the, the meme? meme? Yes, yeah. <laughs> pre tenure. <laughs> Post tenure. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so good. It's so good. It's true. It's hard to like connect them. And McGonagall um, was running around without her hat. Yes. Also, <laughs> before hell? she was born, she's yeah. not. She's not that old. So, so, but Dumbledore is also. Yeah, he's like super. That's in the twenties, and in the nineties, he's seventy years older than that. Yeah, McGonagall looks older than Dumbledore does older. in the movies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's true. Yeah. But like I guess you know wizards can be older, you know. Yeah. She would she would be like a hundred in the movies later. And so like, and so Dumbledore yeah. would be like what about a hundred? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fine. It's fine. Like <laughs> wizards. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> but definitely the uh, you, you're thinking about it like this, this is Dumbledore, and I don't know if it's if if this is correct, but I feel like his beard got longer throughout the movie. Huh. Like, at the end, it was. Just it was like now twice. I have to go see this movie again because I think you're full of shit. But I want to. No, no. <laughs> By the end, it was he was it was twice as long as at the beginning. It's like hmm. it's like it's slowly they're building him up to it. Like maybe in the next movie he'll just start wearing hats. You know, not maybe like pointy. maybe they actually like film Jude Law chronologically to get that longer beard. I don't know. Maybe I don't know, but you know, like are we are we seeing a transformation? I think we definitely will. And you know, like how is how how are we gonna get there? One thing I did appreciate, so I don't think they went far enough, but I, I did like that there was some nod to the fact that Grindelwald and Dumbledore were in, rela- were in love and mm. in a relationship. Nope, I'm gonna let Lauren loose on this one. She can, she can. I said, <laughs> I said it's not enough, but release the Lauren. It was like nothing. It was very similar to how I felt about uh, like Bohemian Rhapsody, where I told mm-hmm. you I was like, I was like, wait a minute, wait, wait, wait. If we already know, like, why are you yeah. kind of like maybe leaving it so open? And it hope it's open to interpretation, especially since a lot of times people talk about cutting things out because it's a kids' movie or whatever. This is very adult. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I don't understand why. Oh, they had this blood pact. It's like, well, 
we could have you could have shown anything you could have shown them holding hands if you wanted to be mm-hmm. more i don't know I, they, that, they, that was yeah. really weird they did show them holding hands with blood. the blood pack thing like the, no it was like <laughs> pressing one hand up against the other right it was not like holding hands but he looked into the mirror and grindelwald was the thing he most desired didn't they fight in the first movie no Dumbledore no. wasn't in the, in the first movie. I, I feel like there's a point where they have fought between this the sister's death and this supposed in like just made up blood pact. No, I think the blood pact was. I could just be putting things on my memory, but I think they mentioned a blood pact. The the brother uh, was involved. Aberforth. It was a, yeah Aberforth. There was a there was a fight with all of them, but Dumbledore. I don't think. I don't think Albus moved against Grindelwald at all. And and we don't know what that blood pact looks like, right? Is it like what what happens if they try to attack each other? Do they just not right. hurt each other or do they do they die? Like what does that mean? Cuz Dumbledore didn't even want to get close to Grindelwald. He just he was like, "No, I can't. I can't engage yeah. him." I don't know. I just I just think it's more interesting if a character is choosing to not like, I'm not going to fight him because I I loved him at one point and I'm too emotionally connected to this that I, I can't bear to participate at all is more interesting than, well, there's like a magic thing that makes me from not able to fight. It just, it doesn't feel as interesting to me. I like the metaphor. I like it. And I think it, it allows you to mix it up a little because it, it, there's a there's a physical thing now that he is... It's like the act of him trying to break that physical shiny thing that is the blood pact. Like he he didn't seem like he was he was sure that he would be able to undo it, but maybe he can. And I think there's something interesting about that idea of like wanting to engage and it being like this again, this magical version of that. I mean, they're wizards, everything magical. Yeah, yeah. But it's a, it's a different way of of they, they could have just been like it hurts my heart too much. I can't do it. But I, you know, I, I do say that. But if that were the case, I probably still wouldn't believe it because I think Johnny Depp is really gross looking, and I don't get it at all. <laughs> well, at least ah! thank you for being objective. Yep, that's me. Very objective. <laughs> Look, he's gross. Okay, <laughs> Johnny Depp is gross. And and Grindelwald is gross, and I don't understand how he's supposed to be like so charismatic to turn people to his side. When I just be like, ugh, I am not buying what you're selling, dude. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Okay, so 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 that speech at the end, mm-hmm. that was one of those. I'm one of those people that's like, oh shit, like maybe Thanos had a point, you know? <laughs> oh my right. God. So you <laughs> fell for his spell. You fell for his spell. Right. Right. Well, right. Yeah, yeah. Spell. Well, I'm like, I'm like, wait a minute, wait, wait. Like, if he's what he was saying, like, I know it's manipulation and the whole thing, but that was pretty good because he was like, listen, there's gonna be all these horrible things if we don't do this thing. There's gonna be a second world war. Yeah. Yeah. Like he had visions of 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 the second world war. Even even Jacob was like, not another war because he'd yeah. already been through the worst war. Yeah, yeah. And there's references to what to like a war that the that the wizards also had, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Newt makes a reference to that, like what division he was in, like fighting dragons or something in the, yeah. in the first one. So I don't know how involved that was with the actual uh, world war, but that idea that the wizards would, that, you know, like, so in this, in this world, 
and and he may be sincere in that, right? That he wants to avert that much destruction. Obviously, like if it were up to him, he just like he doesn't. I believe that he he would actually prefer them all to be dead. You know, like that part, I don't believe when he was like. I feel it. I feel like he's a he's very much a Magneto. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I think so too. But like, but that's a pretty good argument. Like nobody, like, and you're in what was it? Nineteen twenty-seven was the year. Yeah. Either tw- yeah, twenty-seven right? or twenty. So, so World War One was fresh. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like there's gonna be another one. You're like, shit. Then what can we do? You know, like that's that's a pretty good motivator for a lot of people. I thought that that was. I thought that was pretty. Yeah, but I feel like that paints fascism in like a forgivable light. I don't. I don't like. I don't. I don't like that. I don't like that. They reference like join my team or the Holocaust. Like I think that's shitty, and I wish that they hadn't done that. I don't think it put, paints it in a forgivable light because I see people the whole arc with Queenie, right? But it's like, I oh, it's understandable that she joined the fascist team, right? Like I don't that it makes me uncomfortable. I'm interested to see where the next movies go. Yeah. With World War Two, though, you look at people were in a place to hear this fascist bullshit and believe it and believe in it. I mean, it's, it's 2018. It's pretty familiar. Exactly. Now. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But the, the wizarding world is in the same place as the rest of us at that point. They've been through this war and it is my wife and I were having a conversation about how you can't really talk about this time period without alluding to and talking about Nazism and the Holocaust and the rise of fascism in Europe. And it's a story that is getting kind of tiring, but it's also, you know what? It's happening now too. (laughs) So um, we can kind of go that way. Hopefully the movies go... I don't, I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know where they're going to go. That's what I mean by it kind of makes me uncomfortable is like that that big speech at the end and Dumbledore basically saying like, oh, you know, you have to let him have his big meeting or or else you're just helping him gain more people. It just it just feels like it's 2018 and this is when we should be taking really strong stances against uh, against fascism and having yeah. things that are like, well, it's a morally gray area. I, I, I feel like that that helps fascism, and it doesn't. Mm. At the same time, it shows that the average person, like Queenie or any of those other wizards that joined him, or the average person down the street, could end up falling for this crap, and and no one is immune to do to doing horrible things um as much as we think we are we might not be and it's a reminder that it's a reminder to to push back against it like newt does my point is that he is an expert manipulator you know like Mm -hmm. that was like oh shit that was pretty effective like that was you just reached like the the whole point right of uh, these characters is to reach people in a very personal uh situation like queenies is the most personal that we see mm-hmm. but yeah but having the fear of a war coming up right it's like oh you really got to these people like i'm 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 very aware that he's a bad guy <laughs> yeah well and then you have newt who would not take a stand and not take sides after seeing this he he's like i'm taking a side i'm against this 
Yeah. Well, I mean, technically, he does that because of because Lita died. Because yeah. people yeah. die in front of him. Like, oh, yeah. I guess yeah. I have to. I guess I have to pick a side now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, speaking of Lita Lestrange, um, I really didn't like that she sacrificed herself for the Commander Bros. I I felt like they didn't spend enough time on their relationship to each other, and it felt like weird. I man, I disagree with that on on two levels. First, <laughs> I didn't feel I didn't so I was confused about why she she sacrificed herself, but I didn't I, I like that she was like fuck you to Grindelwald, but exactly. I don't like that mm-hmm. she was like hell yeah, the coolest thing I can do right now is die so these two dudes like they'll know how much I love them. But you know, also you don't know which brother I'm talking to. Teehee teehee, what a mystery to take to the grave. I think she did it to save everybody. I thought she just did it because she was pissed and tired. You know, it felt mm-hmm. more like you have had my family uh, and like, like I'm so sick and tired of having my whole life be this way, right? Like people talking shit about me, people treating me badly. And it felt like now to me, it was strange that she was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm done. I'm, I'm, I'm going to attack you, even though I know that this probably isn't going to go anywhere. Cause like we, we don't have any, any, like there's no indication to us that she's, you know, powerful enough to to combat him in any way mm-hmm. so like going in it's like okay you're definitely not going to come out of this alive i didn't feel that she was that she did it to save them but i mean she explicitly was like you guys go i'll hold like i'll hold him off like that's pretty that's pretty straightforward i'm i'm sacrificing myself to allow you to ex- escape I still don't. I still don't see it that way. <laughs> but if she went, to, if she went to Grindelwald, if you're going to Grindelwald, and you're gonna fight, wouldn't you tell the people you care about around you to go run, get out of here? I mean, otherwise, it's just like I'm gonna be like, go fight Grindelwald, and I'll die, and then nobody else is out of there. You may be right. I mean, that may that may be 100% what she was doing, but I didn't read it that way. The whole mm-hmm. Lita thing was the most confusing thing to me. At the end, I was like, why did Lita do anything that she did right now? I do think that her relationship with Newt was, they spent a lot of time with that. Like the flashbacks were all about their relationship and mm-hmm. how they were close. And in the first movie, we see a picture of her and- And he won't talk about it. Because it hurts yeah, yeah. too much. Yeah. yeah. Oh, there was that. That, that was. Uh, I. I was trying to remember that uh, Queenie tells him that, like, listen, she's a taker, and you need a giver. Like, mm-hmm. don't even think about her that way anymore. Because, like, she's she's not for you. You know, like that. You guys didn't gel well in that way. And so they obviously have this history. And I don't know. Like, I she was she was gonna marry uh, his brother. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> I did. I there was no indication to me that felt like like she didn't love him either. Like I want to know what happened there. We'll probably get flashbacks to that in the next one. Maybe, maybe not. But like, because New, maybe Newt and Theseus will actually talk to each other. You're yes, right. maybe he <laughs> he may be a real character in the next movie. But like, I don't I don't need more information to understand that. Like, you know, they seem to have a relationship. They were they were doing okay, and she like. They treat you know a lot of people treated her badly for a long long time and people always talked about them in a certain way right like, even Queenie in the first one she's like the Lestranges like I've heard things about them mm-hmm. the fact that the rumors about Corvus and all that stuff and her experience is like not not great she was always the redheaded stepchild yeah. always yeah yeah at the school and uh, later on yeah so I don't know so it felt it felt weird to me that she was like taking a stand like she was 
I don't know. Again, it was like all of this stuff that you've been putting us through is just like more of the same that I've been going through my whole life. And I'm done. And I, yeah, I'm going to try to do something about it. I'm going to take a shot. And that mobile, like, it just happened to be that, you know, all these other people were there. Not just the commanders were there, though. There was other people. I know she was. I know she said goodbye to them and I love yeah. you to them. But yeah, there were yeah. other people there. Yeah. None of them escaped, though. <laughs> Uh, pretty much everybody did. got there was a ring of wizards that went around and used their their yeah. wands and jacob was there too mm-hmm. a couple of people got out but definitely they were showing a bunch of people getting blasted but people got out but people, people got, got out, out. Yeah. more than just yeah. the scamanders got out yeah so definitely the leader stuff was was strange i understood that there was definitely a relationship there with with all of them it was sad to see her like just uh it was it was like a suicide, you know, it was like, oh, I'm just gonna go for it. I'm just gonna I need to do something because I'm tired. That's how that's how it read to me. And that it was kinda sad. Overall, this movie was way darker than mm-hmm. than the first one. It's like, gonna be like Harry Potter and it's gonna get darker and darker, and the last one is gonna be because it's already dark, the last one is gonna be like pitch black. Man. Like how ugh, how much darker can it get though? Like there was there was I kept thinking that throughout the movie I was like okay there's there's even even the Fantastic Beasts were like scarier and like <laughs> uh huh except there were baby Nifflers and that was the best thing at ever. the beginning though just at the I beginning know. I know I did really like the um, <laughs> I like Nifflers and the um the Kelpie was really cool Ooh, mm-hmm. yes and uh, then the big the big like Chinese dragon looking. Think, what was it? Uh, oh, yeah, like the or something. Yeah, something like that. But he was terrifying. No, he's know? cute. Those <laughs> those cat those cat things that are not cats looked really cool. Yeah, yeah, they were scary, but they looked really cool. At first, when I first came out, I I looked at my wife and said, "Lying, like lying, lying cats." Yes, yes. Saga. Yep, definitely. Yep, yep. <laughs> But they were like, definitely, there's a reason why Fantastic Beasts is like written really small in the top left corner of the mm-hmm. title. Yeah. <laughs> it's not really what it's about anymore. Yeah. Oof. So you're going gonna to see it again? Do you want to see it again? I, I want to see it again because I saw so when I just rewatching the first one, I caught on to so many things I'd missed before. Like, why can't I remember his name? Uh, being Grindelwald. Like, all these little, little nuanced, like, winces and things that he makes when people comment on about Grindelwald or whatever. Hmm. Um, just little things I didn't pick up on. So I want to see this one again. Get those little little tidbits. So Credence. Mm-hmm. A.K.A. Al- Alberius? Oh. Something something like Alberius that. Alberius Dumbledore? Dumbledore? Aurelius Dumbledore. Aurelius? Aurelius. Yep. What's that all about? <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know. And there's a lot of, lot of debate on how that could even be possible. But what I so 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 what bothers me is in the first movie, Grindelwald has no idea that Credence is even the Obscurious, right? Like right. not even like he's surprised at the end when that happens, mm-hmm. and when he realizes it, and then he he like like he found it, like he was looking for it, right? Mm-hmm. Did he know the entire time that he was a Dumbledore and he was creating this? This is this is where I got confused. Like, was he creating? I don't a, think I don't think the Obscurious thing has anything to do with knowing who he who Credence, Credence was. Is. But what about the Lestrange stuff? So like, if it's like it seems like this whole big manipulation, but the Lestranges seem like in in the end they were completely irrelevant, right? right? 
people are talking about, oh, there's rumors that he's really Corvus. And like, well, who the fuck are the Lestranges anyway? Like, like, are they are they a big deal? Or were they not? Like, I, I think they I think they are a big deal. But then, like, was it was it a manipulation from Grindelwald to have them be like to have them as some sort of scapegoat and uh, like uh, you know distraction from the fact uh, from from who Credence really was, or did he know all along? That's that's what was really confusing to me. Mm-hmm. Was there any cl- more clarity for either of you? Not really. I, yeah. I kind of just uh, went along for the ride and enjoyed it. And then at the end with the with the revelation, I'm like, what the fuck? Mind blown. Uh, and then I started thinking about things and I'm like, mm, maybe they'll explain it later. I don't care. <laughs> oh, no, I'm all I'm all on board for that. What bothers me is the strange stuff in the middle. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like when when did Grindelwald find out? You know, because he knows, but he didn't know in the first movie. So what's going on? Because if he would have known that Credence was a Dumbledore in the first movie, he wouldn't have treated him like shit and left him yeah. to die pretty much, um, you know, before the the big battle. So maybe he. So maybe after his escape, that's when he kind of figured things out because he'd been thinking about it the whole time that he was. Because the Lestranges are supposed to be an important wizarding family. What was it? One of the last p- pure blood. Mm, true. 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 Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but like when people talk about oh huge plot holes in movies, usually I'm like actually, <laughs> right? And then like I can pinpoint like oh like there was this really small thing that you missed or something like that, right? Like I'm 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 pretty good with that. Here I'm I feel like I missed a lot of stuff. I think there's just plot holes. Maybe maybe I want to think I want to think that I missed stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, and also like Credence and Jacob and Queenie and Tina. Were such like they weren't even secondary characters in this movie. They were like tertiary characters. Yeah, there was so little screen time mm-hmm. or or any lines for them at all. Uh, that was, I don't know. It felt strange because this is the sequel to the first movie, and they were barely they were barely in it. They honestly they didn't have to be in it because they were expanding the world. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which I think is one of the reasons why I I I just want the other ones now. Because I like those characters, but I I barely got any of them, uh, you know, any time with them at all. But they were like all we had in the first one. Come on, I want more. So I guess mm-hmm. that's a that's a very good sign. Yep. <laughs> uh, I wanted to say I really liked the costumes. Again, I thought the the costume work was really cool in this movie. I particularly loved the scene with Newt and Tina and they're like running around together and they both have on these really sick jackets like long coats <laughs> with these really tall collars I was like oh I want those jackets oh man <laughs> Tina looked really cool that's this mm-hmm. is true yeah yeah <laughs> with the darker movie they made uh Newt's commander's jacket a little darker um <laughs> I liked it it was cool the darkness or the or the costumes? like it was the costumes, <laughs> but like the darkness, like not that it was dark, but I liked the way it looked. You could see more of the woven texture on the jacket. Um, it was you can tell that it was supposed to be the same jacket because the the leather working on the back is in the same places. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's not like I didn't just wear a Newt's Commander costume <laughs> like a month ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so I have a question. Uh, my 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 Harry Potter knowledge is not uh, as deep as yours, Lara. Mm-hmm. So when Nicholas Flamel showed up in the movie, yeah. there was like there was a group of people in front of me, uh, like young girls that just like freaked out. Mm-hmm. 
Who who is Fomel? I, I don't he, remember. He made the Sorcerer's Stone. Oh, that's why he's gotcha. old and 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 like three hundred years old because he's or more than that. I don't know. He's, he said he was an alchemist and therefore immortal. I believe yeah. that's what he said. Yeah. But but he made he made the Sorcerer's Stone. Oh, okay. And okay. Hermione quotes him from a book. Gotcha. She finds his name, and it was a whole thing. Interesting. Okay, so so is he? Do you think he'll be a bigger deal later, or do you think he was just fan service? Um, I'm all for fan service. Give me all the fan service. I don't know. Well, I live for fan service. He he might be able to like help in the next one. I mean, he was willing to go out into the field, even though he hadn't in several centuries. <laughs> What was that book? So there was a book that he opened up and someone spoke to him in the book. Uh, yeah. And there were several pages in it and I couldn't read the name. I need, I need it on Blu-ray right now. So I, I need a pop-up it. video. I need a <laughs> yeah. pop-up video version of the movie right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's harder if there's no novel. I, I need, I need to go, I need to go deep. I need to watch like six hours of YouTube to, to understand the two hour movie. But I liked it. Bring on, bring on the next one. Do we know what the title of the next one is? We don't know no, yet, No, right? they haven't announced no. it yet. No. Oh, man, I don't know. I'm really excited because the first one surprised me a lot, right? Because I think like we knew about the book Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, but I, I, I didn't expect the story that we got in the first one, and I didn't expect the story to move in the way that it did in the second one. So I'm like, I'm... I'm pretty excited about uh, where the story is going. And I just I just love the world. Again, like the whole movie, I'm thinking this is so cool to really see the world, again, from not only a different country's perspective or from multiple countries' perspectives, right? Because we saw the... We saw the American ministry. The French and, ministry. We saw the French ministry in this one. That was really cool. And and to see to see to keep seeing more stuff like that. To keep seeing all the cool shit that these, that these wizards can do. It's pretty awesome. I love like I thought that Newt's suitcase was cool in the first one, but his mm-hmm. basement is way right? better. So cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I love stuff. It's like oh, I forgot which movie it was, um, of the of the original uh Harry Potter movies, the one where I think I think it's the Order of the Phoenix, where they where the buildings move. Oh and yeah, there's like the building in between. That's um, in the third one, the third Prisoner one, right? of Azkaban. It's Prisoner mm-hmm. of Azkaban, right? Yeah, when um, they go to the the safe house, right to meet the Order the first time, and it's like holy shit, like that was so fucking cool. That was something. Oh, like I I love those moments like that, right? Or it's like, oh, like this is these are the type of things that these people are capable of. And this is what the world is like for wizards. And and just now it's like I don't know, like it's just there, right? Like the mood the this there's no more introducing it anymore. Now we're just living in it. And I whew, I love it. I almost wish that there was like you said, like because JK Rowling does all of it, there is there's we're very limited in how much we get. Like I'm super excited that we already know that we're getting two Marvel series and two Star Wars series right on Disney Plus. Yeah, uh, starting next year, it's like yes, like like I want I want those um, nooks and crannies in in the universe to get filled out and have way more stories there, and like I, I I'd love more of that in this world. I like it, excited. Mm-hmm. What well, what was your what was your favorite part of the whole movie? Baby Nifflers. <laughs> <laughs> I love the Nifflers. So cute. I love the Niffler being like the the Batman of the movie, like going around and finding the the footprints and stuff with the the gold or whatever. 
Um, and he laid on his back and is like rubbing. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's a it's a shiny hound instead of like a, a drug dog or something. It's a mm-hmm. it's a it's a shiny niffler. So cute. Well, see, but like that's the kind of stuff that I that, that that's my favorite part. Like he's like, oh, like okay, so I'm gonna investigate. So this is the magic way that I'm going to be Batman, or this is the magic <laughs> way that I have my basement. Like just the again, just that that feeling of we're wizards. This is what we do. And it's not again like in in the Harry Potter movies like you're learning the spells and you're seeing that from because they're Harry's, all learning yeah and it, yeah but even especially from Harry's point of view where like magic is something that's completely new to him not like the other kids who grew up in magical families so to just just really really live in that world where he's like Newt is a pro he is such an expert like he really in, in many ways he is Batman right like he is prepared for everything he had the Chinese uh you know lion dragon thing ready to go right mm-hmm. it's like his shark uh shark bat repellent spray right or bat, shark repellent, <laughs> shark spray, repellent spray yeah 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 shark repellent bat spray that's what it mm-hmm. is I, I love that shit right but like it's the magical version of it i thought I, that's my favorite stuff yeah some of my favorite stuff like from the first fantastic beast movie was like when uh queenie's cooking and all of it she's just got the the wand and it's bringing all the pieces together for a strudel strudel. and and it comes together and i'm like that would take hours to make or whatever on british bake-off yeah and now and now she's got it in like less than 30 seconds yeah and it's like cooking as it's coming together oh and jacob is so excited because he's he's a baker he's like oh yeah that's amazing he's like this is the best thing i've ever had yeah 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 oh yeah stuff like that stuff like that i really really like my favorite part <laughs> uh near the end when grindelwald says to credence it was all for you credence made me laugh really really hard because uh i believe that was an unintentional direct reference to the omen where several of the character characters yeah it's all for you damien it's all for you (laughs) and so it was very funny to me (laughs) (laughs) all right well it's always good to debrief it's good to geek out about a movie absolutely you gotta do it i watched it today i was like okay Mm -hmm. i watched it today talk to my friends about it so you know listener thank you for joining us and uh absolutely this is this is the type of uh stuff we just a few more movies for mm-hmm. for the end of the year yeah we should we got we might some do, aquaman yeah uh, i mean wreck it ralph is out right uh-huh. now Ooh, maybe we'll do some bonus episodes okay. how does that sound yeah yeah oh man i'm so excited Ooh, spider-man is coming out oh mm-hmm. man spider-man is like just, yeah, just a couple weeks away all right yeah so thank you for listening to to this episode of GT Radio and joining us for uh, this geek out and restraint on uh, on yucking of yums uh, <laughs> that you that you've that you've joined us for, uh, <laughs> um, definitely you might want to talk about this on our Discord where we have a spoiler chat for the movie. So it's a it's a special just a, one special channel inside the the Discord where we can talk about the movie, and also this will be on the GT forum. So if you want to uh, chat about the movie there, absolutely come and and tell us what you thought. Uh, especially um, on the forum side of things, especially regarding Laura, what we were saying at the beginning, like those moments that were really very relevant to to maybe um, mental health or, or psychology or, or or treatment or you know really relatable experiences. Again, I feel like there weren't that many in this movie as there were in the first one that really spoke yeah. to me. But that's why that's why I need I need 
I need to hear what you think. You know, what everybody else thinks uh, on the forum. That would be great. Also, remember that you can find Geek Therapy and all of our shows at geektherapy.com. And on Twitter, we're at Geek Therapy. I'm at Josue Cardona. Lara is at Geek Therapist. Lauren is at Chicken Dinosaur. Ali's not here, but he, he is at Alima2. Thank you for joining us. Remember to geek out and do good, and we'll be back next week. You've just listened to GT Radio on the Geek Therapy Podcast Network. For more about Geek Therapy and all of our podcasts, visit geektherapy.com. And for extra content, including our monthly book club and other perks, consider becoming a member of Geek Therapy on Patreon for as little as $1 a month at patreon.com slash geektherapy. 